welcome back to Young and Getting Wiser. I'm your host, Caitlin, and thanks so much for tuning in. This episode marks part one of Cultivating Connection, which is the very first series on the podcast. I wanted to do something that brings together one big central idea relevant to where everyone's at right now. So since we have the holidays coming up, which means New Year's as well, everyone starts to make brand new goals for themselves and continues to strive to move forward. We also have a lot more family and friends time and time with our loved ones. And as we all know, there's been some tragic events happening globally. I think one thing that we could all use right now is the power of connection. In this series, I'm going to be talking about how to create deeper connections with yourself, the world around you, the people in your life, and then lastly, we'll finish off with how to maintain that connection. I've noticed that something I struggle with sometimes is staying present in my life and creating that intentional space for things that I already have. I want to bring that conversation up to the surface, dig into that a little bit, talk about what's worked for me, and hopefully dish out some helpful advice. If you're listening to this in real time, the episodes in the series are going to be released every Thursday in November. If you're revisiting these episodes from a later date, don't mind what I just said. And before we get into today's topic, make sure to go follow the Instagram at Young and Getting Wiser for all updates to stay connected, to interact with me and other listeners and everything like that. So I'm really pumped about this first part, this first episode of the series. Because, as I mentioned, it's all about connection to self. And this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I have lots to say on it. And I think it's something that we all could use a little bit more of. People show their connection to themselves in many different ways, and it shows up differently for everyone. For me, I show my connection to myself through my self-care acts. I'm a person that if I don't a lot specific time to take care of myself in the ways of my physical body, my hygiene, my beauty products, things like that. Even just sitting down at the end of the day and journaling, if I really have a lot on my mind, like I will crumble and tumble and spiral. Other ways that people feel connected to themselves can be through hobbies, through jobs, through stretching and moving and exercising. Maybe it's cooking, physical touch, talking to other people, planning out your day or your year, making vision boards, making music, listening to music, dancing, praying, meditating. There are so many different ways that each and every single person can show up for themselves to start that connection with themselves. I think it's important to start recognizing what that is for you, and I have mentioned this in other episodes before, but noticing what makes you feel the most connected. If you are going about your week and you're doing all your daily habits and you're doing your routine, you're grinding, you're going through it, and you feel so disconnected from your core, from your root self, soul, whatever you call it, that probably just means you have some grounding to do. You have to start connecting to yourself, dive in, and start intentionally implementing these practices. I have a couple stories that I want to share for this specific episode, and the first one has to do with last summer, this most recent summer, after I graduated college. I went into the summer knowing that I wasn't going to have a job or an established routine up until September after graduating in May. With that, I had a lot of free time, a lot of open scheduling to figure out what I wanted to do for fun, to get on track with my goals. Like It was so open in that entire time frame of several months. I know myself and I know that without having something to specifically do or start working towards, I kind of get a little antsy and I find something to work towards, hence why I made this podcast. But I'm so 
ingrained into the grind culture and stuck in the belief that me not doing anything equals unproductive and that word productive is really what I want to talk about here. I felt bored. I felt like I wasn't doing anything productive. I wasn't doing anything that was useful in society, to myself, to things I want to do in life. It was a very uncomfortable space to be in. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way when there's absolutely nothing going on. I have friends that don't have jobs after graduating college, even if they're not in college. They don't have something lined up that's according to societal's rules of what you have to do. And it's an uncomfortable space because of tons of factors that I'm sure we can all assume, but it was honestly a wake-up call to realize how uncomfortable it was for me to be bored and feel unproductive. We are made to believe that you aren't being successful in life if you aren't following society's definition of productivity. Circling back to my story though of the summertime and what I did to combat that boredom, I had to tell myself each and every day, and I still have to do this, It's okay to be bored. It's okay to not be working towards something and be still in where you are, even though it sounds like everything in all directions that I turn is telling me otherwise. I love hearing reminders of this and seeing it on my feed or just in people around me where you are going to regret not taking advantage of this period of boredom in your life to its fullest extent. Like I'm already, I've been working a couple months and I already miss feeling that boredom. Even though it was uncomfortable to me at the time, I felt a little disconnected to my higher goals and stuff like that. But looking back, I was the most connected with myself I can be because I was my only focus. I wasn't focused on external things like my job or my workout routine or, you know, like things like that. I'm here to give you the reminder you need that the most single-handedly most productive thing you can do for yourself to be connected to yourself for your greater good is to relax. It's so important to find your relaxation, find what makes you tick or turns off your constant talk in the back of your mind that you have to be doing otherwise. I feel like I'm preaching here with the tone of voice I'm talking in, but I mean, it's kind of like a preachy topic, you know? If you're laying in bed and you have, what, an hour to relax and you had to allot that time out for yourself, really had to take it intentionally, that's, it's okay to do that, you know? Like, some people's schedules only allow for that kind of thing and that's just how it is sometimes, especially in our ages where we're constantly getting thrown different directions everything like that allow yourself to really utilize that time to unwind you know turn notifications off turn on do not disturb close your door put your sleep mask on whatever it looks like to you it's okay and you should have this time to do that i think bringing up burnout is very important here as well because it's a real ass thing so many people struggle with it and more people than we think struggle with it without even realizing that you're burnt out Think about a time where maybe you felt burnt out, whether it's in a job or it could even be in a relationship, a friendship, and think on how that affected the way that you interacted with everyone around you. You probably disconnected a little bit. You probably went inward and just didn't feel like yourself. You felt exhausted all the time, maybe irritable, angry, sad. We've probably all felt this at some point and it doesn't feel good. And in turn, it creates a super deep 
disconnected feeling from everyone else around you, things around you, even your pets probably feel disconnected. Burnout is so important to stay ahead of, especially in a time where there's so much shit going on. It is so important to take the proactive measures so that you're not finding yourself digging yourself out of a hole, but instead you're just hopping over that hole. Some steps that you can take maybe to avoid that burnout is look at what's bothering you, what about your situation is making you so frustrated or sad or upset and causing this burnout to feel like it's happening. Is it an employee at your job that you really can't stand? Is it something with your family going on? You know, there's so many different factors. Identifying it is key here. This one I read online, but I really wanted to bring it up here as well. Remember that your body does not know the difference between real or imagined threats. The way I perceive that is if you're obsessing over a certain thought just constantly, 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 your body is thinking this is a real threat in front of you. Like this person or the situation is a true threat and your body's going to shut down accordingly. Never forget your mind and body and soul are all connected, girl, boy, whoever you are. I think another important thing to avoid that burnout is getting realistic with yourself and whether that's determining what feels like self-care to you or figuring out what the triggers are, what's causing you to feel this way, what's the root cause of it, or taking a step back, looking at how much you have on your plate and realizing, do I really have time for this or am I completely giving myself a mental overload? I do that all the freaking time. I overload myself. I put too much on my plate and it gets into the week where I have like four or five things scheduled after work or before work on top of working nine hours a day. And it's like, holy shit, I don't have time for this. I'm exhausted. And I know I'm not the only one to feel that way either. If you need to quit your job or change professions in order to get this looming feeling over you, I'm your sign. This is the sign you've been waiting for. If this is you, do it. Just fucking do it. Like, why not? If you have other opportunities that you can see yourself going for instead, if you're still up on your feet, if you do this, obviously there's a lot of factors to consider. But if you're just looking for one final push, here I am. I've seen so many, so many success stories of people who've done this and found so much better. I've done this in different areas of my life you know like not just with jobs but with people or with living situations just things like that and you have to take that step to find something better now i'm not gonna sit here and say grass is always greener because it ain't we know it's not grass is not always greener but if you're at the point where you are affecting everything around you by how low you feel because of an external situation or maybe it's an internal situation where you just need to really talk to someone maybe go to a therapist journal things out connect to yourself it's worth it so switching gears here we talked about how burnout can really affect you and we also talked about how boredom feels uncomfortable but the most productive thing you can do is relax but now i'm going to talk about ways that we can strengthen our connection with ourselves and our self relationship I've talked about dating yourself first. That was in, I think, one of the first three episodes I did with Logan Mark. And of course, you want to date yourself. Take yourself out on activities that you probably wouldn't think to do alone, like going to get coffee. Everyone gets coffee alone, but like going to get ice cream alone or going to the park, laying out a blanket and reading your book, doing those tiny romanticizing activities with yourself to just start getting comfortable with feeling alone and feeling comfortable in your own company 
and having that support of yourself build up. If you don't have your own support and you get put into an uncomfortable situation, it's so much harder than if you have that self-support and that self-confidence to get yourself out of bad situations and propel yourself in those good ones. Engaging in those enjoyable solo activities are really going to make that difference and help you connect with yourself to start to then notice things about you. I wouldn't know what makes me tick, what makes me irritated, what makes me happy, what makes me feel loved if I didn't make an effort to do these things for myself growing up over the past 5-10 years. Start to recognize your feelings and your emotions when certain situations happen and instead of analyzing it and overanalyzing and assuming it's because of one way, which I always do, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a blah, blah, blah. That's a very easy crutch, but sometimes it's not because of anything, by the way. It's just is. It just is. This is when self-acceptance can start to bloom and you have a little bit more self-compassion in that way. You know, if something makes you cry and you're a big crier and it's like no one else is crying over something, it's like, it's cute. You're a little crier. Like, accept it. Realize that and love it about yourself. Self-love is a hard-ass journey. We all know it's really hard but it's the most rewarding one you can go on. One thing that helps me connect with myself is meditation. And I cannot really sit still for extended amounts of time right now at this moment. I'm working on it. But what I mean by meditation is closing my eyes, doing deep breaths, whatever setting I'm in. Most of the time it's in nature, letting myself just feel what I'm feeling and noticing what comes up that's uncomfortable to me. And then I start thinking about, okay, why is this uncomfortable? Is it because it's a actually uncomfortable feeling like fear or is it anticipation and I'm just labeling it as uncomfortable in my head? you know, like really thinking through. I'm huge on yoga. I love yoga. I practice it all the time. It's honestly connected me to myself in more ways that I expected it to over the past years. And if you haven't tried it, I recommend giving it a try. Yoga with Adrienne's my favorite. She's the girl. Like she helps you realize that it's not about what you look like. It's not about any type of cool trick that you can do, but it's about how you feel inside You know, you're holding a pose. If down dog is really hard for you and you're holding it and you start to feel yourself giving up, yoga teachers always say when you start to feel yourself giving up, that's when you build that mental resilience and you push yourself to keep trying and not give up. It got deep, but it's true. Emotionally reconnecting to yourself is going to help you practice that forgiveness to yourself when things happen or learning the ways that you can start to build the life you actually want to build and become aligned with your higher self. I mentioned this briefly when I talked about meditation, but nature is the best tool to help align yourself. I invite you to take a walk in the woods or maybe it's just in your backyard or in a park barefoot and notice how light you feel after. Notice your head feels kind of buzzy and your mood will probably start to elevate, things like that. Same thing goes for when you're swimming in the ocean. That's the most common one. Everyone's like, I find myself in the ocean. And there's a reason for it. It's because nature is our best tool that we can use to find our true purpose as humans. (laughs) Trying not to sound too woo-woo here. Put down the electronics. Go back to old Mother Earth's OG resources to help us connect to our source to the rocks below us, the grass below us, everything like that. Practice that mindfulness, go on that walk, spend time in nature and just basically just move your body and note, mentally note, 
all the good feelings that you feel in that. And I promise you, if you feel disconnected from yourself and you start doing these things, whether it's once a week, twice a week, every single day, you will feel so much better about yourself and just who you are on the inside. The last thing I want to mention is don't be afraid to use the resources right in front of you, which are probably going to be the people in your life. Don't be afraid to reach out, whether that's your best friend, your mom, your dad, brother, you know, everything, your therapist, your coworker, your doorman. Like, talk to these people, connect with these people. We're stuck in a world of disconnection with technology and the fast-pacedness of everything. And it's important to share your feelings with other people to realize things about everything else, you know? Like, you should check up on your friends. You should check up on your family. When you're on your deathbed and you're, like, 90-something years old, you're not going to be worried about the little things that pissed you off or those little fights you got into you're going to be thinking about the people that were there with you along the way. And that's a fact. I watch those old videos of like people on their deathbeds or really old people getting interviewed on the street and they're like, never take anything for granted. The people in your life are what matters most. It's a pattern and it's actually proven in a lot of different ways. So that gives me the best segue ever to say everyone tuning in should listen to part two. We're going to be talking all about connection to others and how to build those deeper relationships. This is something that I fucking love. I love talking about ways to do this in relationships and friendships and even family relationships. And it's something that I think makes everyone's life so much more elevated. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Leave a rating if you liked it. Be sure to answer the Q&A at the bottom of this episode if you're listening on Spotify. I challenge you to try some self-care that you haven't tried before so we can all start progressing together in this. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Mm